Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello. So this episode will be covering Married at First Sight. Uh, that episode is entitled Must Love Dogs. Woo. Very, uh, man, to say last week was a boring episode. This one was not. <laughs> you see, I watched it and I was like, I'm not entertained, but. I feel like it was just, it, it was more alarming for mm. me. So. Maybe that's what it was. I talked to some people and they were like, I thought it was pretty good. And I was like, I couldn't find myself motivated to keep going. It was good but, in the sense that there was drama. But I mean, honestly, nothing uh-huh. really happened. So, you know, there's that. I honestly think I was just missing our leads and their interactions. And so. That's mm, true. There was a notable I, absence for me, I think. Yeah. And I do think the, the dog montage, we'll get to that later. But I was just like, this is feeling very This like, is not one here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I love dogs, but like this was a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's just jump into it then. Let's go for it. Okay. So we see that it is day 32 of marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a montage of the couples doing everyday life waking up cleaning playing with dogs um nothing really notable there and then i believe our first scene is brie and vincent yes that's what i have as well perfect okay so they are reflecting on their one month anniversary date which i'm assuming was like the day before um, uh yeah <laughs> i think i don't know if we actually had a day 32 that we saw but i feel like it was like day 28 or something okay, okay. sometime within last week yeah so i guess the, yeah so they're reflecting on their one month anniversary date um vinnie claims that it was very hard putting everything together he said he had to make a lot of phone calls <laughs> sure he had to um, plan a date yeah and then plus like production did half of that because they have to call and get clearance and test people and stuff so i was like all right vincent mm-hmm. cool um Bree says that her favorite part was watching the video of their wedding, just looking back at those memories. Just so great. Mm -hmm. Um, Vincent agrees, and he says that um, he's not hard to please. uh, But when was the last time she took him out on a boat ride? Um, And then he goes on to say that he wants them to do things and to go on dates and stuff. He wants Um, her to take him on yes dates. he wants yes thank you for clarifying he wants her to um you know woo him essentially and so he lists a, a few things that he would like he for says her to not much not much but just a cigar lounge 20. massage ride atvs sports events the zoo los angeles virtual gaming rooms <laughs> botanical gardens aquarium new york city to visit family snowboarding now, my thing, I mean, if y'all have been to Atlanta, you know there's a big-ass aquarium there. He could do that anytime. Like, you live there. And, like, a lot of the stuff he was saying or things he hasn't been able to do or hasn't done. Maybe mm-hmm. he didn't have anyone to go with. Right. I don't know. But your expectation that I'm going to take you on a trip to New York to see your family when all you took me on was a boat ride that 
may not have been <laughs> even paid for by you. It's yeah. a bit lofty. I don't know. And then I was like, Brie, because I'm thinking, who's paying for this? And she says, well, who's paying for this? I'm going to have to get a different job. And he says uh-huh. that the sugar mama will fund all of this. So, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It's been very cutesy with them, which I guess, you know, somebody has to be that couple. I mean, I prefer that over, you know, him, you know, spilled champagne. So I think he really listened when his friends tightened him up. You know, he really (laughs) seemed to get it through his head that he needs to just relax. Um, And he's he's been fine ever since. You know, he might need another tune up down the line, but that's okay. That's that's manageable. You know, we can accommodate that. That's true. Yeah. So I think that was all I got from that. Exactly. Okay. so then (laughs) let's move forward with Virginia and Eric. Hmm. So they're again reflecting on their one month anniversary, which I still I, I really think was the night before because they make some they make a couple of statements um, later down the line that makes me infer this. Um, oh, I think it's possible. I think production just puts dates up there. You know, like yeah, I don't think they know. supposed thirty because it's supposed to be post one month so they just like give it a day that's after 30 days yeah i mean who really knows um so they are lying in bed um oh man all right (laughs) eric says that um virginia loved the date and now wants to fly the way he said that was to her so that wasn't like in his talking (laughs) head he said, yeah, you loved that, and now you want to fly. So I just want to just clear that up. Um, and so he says that he wants them to continue to grow, and the most important thing is a solid foundation. I don't know what happens, but all of a sudden he starts slurring his words. Um, <laughs> and then she's doing something, like maybe like uh, playing with Rocky. You're like just rushing. She starts talking to the dog, I think. Yeah, she started talking to Rocky, and then... Eric, I guess, just flashes out and says, are you going to listen to me or are you doing that? But it was more like, Um, so then she looks up, I guess, just alarmed. Um, And he says that I see how much you love, how much you love Rocky. Rocky. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy how much our personalities are similar to our dogs. He says Uh. that he doesn't need a leash with text. He won't run away. But Rocky ran away from him. He says that Rocky needs him to be firm with him. Eric says, you know my military background. Rocky needs more manners. Virginia says that she (laughs) doesn't necessarily agree. Um, She says that, you know, her dog, she feels like Eric is kind of propping Tex up a little bit, saying that he's his perfect dog, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, I don't know, Eric just, he goes left. I, I really, <sighs> I had trouble follow. I had trouble typing these notes mm-hmm. because it was just back and forth. Um, Eric says that Rocky comes in between them and is, you know, harming their relationship. Uh, Virginia says that she's over this conversation and she gets up and leaves and takes Rocky with her. Um, Virginia's upset. She goes and talks to the producers and tells them that they had a huge fight last night at the bar, apparently. And she says that she wants to leave and run away from him immediately. Mm-hmm. I have pretty much that. Overall, I was like, I'm not going to keep up this conversation because it's just going too fast. But 
he's, you know, like you said, telling her what her dog needs. But then I think the part that really pissed her off is he's like, well, we're married and he's half mine now. Mm -hmm. Like you keep making it sound like this is your dog and it's our dog now. And Virginia's like, but he's my dog. (laughs) He's my dog. And then Eric kind of gives her an ultimatum and he says he's half mine now unless you want to end this right now good god what the fuck are you talking it's her dog i mean just take it from zero to a hundred why don't you like sure okay that was like a jacob spiral that he kind of went into yes and then again he's slurring as he's doing this i'm like are you still fucking drunk like my word i mean hanging out with virginia that's the goal just be but like i I don't know now i don't know I would think if he's still drunk, he should be a little less confrontational. But because of this incident at the bar, um, like I don't, I don't know what the the combativeness is about. Because Virginia's like, well, my dog doesn't run away from me. Uh, right. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It's just unnecessary. I mean, it's just trying to find a way to control her. Like this whole conversation yeah. was about control. That's all this was. Yeah. And it's almost like just picking a fight. Because even, like, when he stopped her and said, like, are you going to keep doing that? Are you going to listen to me? I would have been like. I would have been like. <laughs> I would have had some choice words. I almost said some things I shouldn't say. I would have been like, you could have. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I would have left. She did good by getting up from the situation. Because if I had. <laughs> I would have pulled a Vinny and, like, took my backpack with me. And, like, I would have been like, you can left, actually. Left. You can. You know what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, like, Virginia is, is she really is trying to, like, hold this relationship together. And I really do feel for her um, because she really was very calm considering, like, he was, he was out of control. <laughs> but, you know, I like, really, it, I'm wondering how she holds herself together because I noticed this in a lot of scenes with them yes. where he's talking. And it's not just this episode. There's been prior episodes where he's talking, talking, talking at her. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there, like, cross-legged, looking up at him. And it's like, okay, or no. Or did, she's just, like, really calm with him. And I, I can't for the life of me figure out yeah. why she hasn't cussed him out yet. Well, and it's interesting because I see the similar uh, reaction with Clara. Because when Ryan's mm. talking, 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 she's just sitting there like, mm, 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 I have some thoughts on that, too. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting that these two women are with these men. And it's like they are very much trying to censor themselves in order to make mm-hmm. this relationship these relationships work yeah and maybe that's where that whole thing of like ryan and eric being similar came from because mm-hmm. they both have kind of this stronger personality or expect people to accommodate them yeah um and i guess the difference is like ryan is no and, and i don't want to you know ryan has his issues but he is not to the level of eric and no. it, so i will definitely give him that like he's obviously you know first and foremost not a, not a Trump supporter, but he's also not a narcissist. He's also not super insecure, it seems. And yeah. he's also not, I don't think he's technically trying to control Claire. No. Or if he is, it may be in a different way. <laughs> Ryan made some statements this episode that we need to get into. He speaking did. of him. And then, so actually, let's go right into Clara and Ryan then, because, you yes. know, that's all we have. Um, So they are doing, she doesn't call it tantric yoga. Did she say tantra? Tantra, you, which seems it? like the same thing to me. I okay, don't know yeah. if there's an actual difference between ta- Tantra and Tantric. Yeah, which is why I was confused. I was like, what's the difference? But she could just kept like, saying Tantra. Just, so I was just like, go on. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't hung up on it. 
Yeah, I was like, cool. Um, so she said that it's a way for the couples to deepen their connection. Uh, Clara wants them to get good energy and connection between them. Ryan says, retweet what she said. Yes. Actually, before this started, before they got on the floor with the lady, I don't know if you noticed, but in their in their mutual apartment, there's like a couch <laughs> thing, and then there's like a, a oversized armchair. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan's sitting in the armchair and Clara's sitting in the armchair with him. Her legs are on him. Um, mm-hmm. like across his that. across his lap, but he has like his hands and his fingers intertwined, like kind of I, I don't know how you describe it. Yes, they were like intertwined, like kinda like on top like of when the you leg. hold your when you but, hold your hands. Yes, yes. But not really touching her legs. No, just kinda like on her knee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the yes, most proper that. way to handle it. And it was instead very of like rubbing a thigh or like yes. you know, that's so interesting because now that you mentioned that, I remember looking at that and being like, well, that's just Ryan. Because if that had been anyone else, like the arms would have been around her legs or maybe like in her, like, I don't know. It would have been anywhere else but where he had his hands. Yes, it was very on brand for him, but I was yes. like, she has her legs thrown over this man. They're about to yes. do this tantra yoga section session. And. He's still sitting here, you know, with his hat on backwards and his little hands folded and, you know, retweet. Like, that's the best we're getting from him. That was nuts. I was like, if (laughs) okay. And it it doesn't get better. So So I tried to do their floor position. I tried to do pose by pose, but it it was just giving me the same thing. Um, The first pose was she sat on his thighs and crossed her ankles um, around his lower back. he asks if they should do a steering contest. Claire Just says no. Rude. Inappropriate. Um, but then like halfway, he asked to switch poses because I guess he was in pain. Um, the next pose was a boat pose. Um, they both lean back. Ryan says that he's doing the heavy lifting. So then he stops again. Mid pose. <sighs> Third pose was really weird. It was like she was doing some sort of like half split on his chest. Guess what Ryan did? <laughs> this isn't working for me either. Um, so at, towards the end of the session, Ryan says that, and his talking head, that this has not furthered his thoughts on building a physical connection. It did not bring them closer sexually. And Clara is upset that she is the only one trying. Again, she said that in her talking head. Obviously not to him. Mm-hmm. One of the things, specifically in this scene, Ryan is actively resisting. Yes. Um, he's and uncomfortable. He's, yeah, and he's using humor as a way to kind of get out of it or like, oh, this is uncomfortable, this is painful. But I believe he actually does yoga as part of like his regular kind of like exercise maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, crap, lost my thought. Oh, nope, don't, that's not it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Find me a different Well, and one. I guess to your point, like there was no, there was no compromise here. Like he, he the compromise was him doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found my thought. I found my thought. <laughs> so my thing in that initial pose, right? If you're if you're sitting on someone's groin, so to mm-hmm. speak, and like after she refused to re- refused to do the staring contest, they put their like foreheads together, and it was mm-hmm. just supposed to be like a deep sensual breathing thing. Yes. Now, if I was me. Um, and my partner had a penis, I would expect to feel a penis in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. Like, this is the thing. And I, I feel like sometimes we need more from Claire. And she's she's really working hard to not say so much about sexual activities with Ryan. But mm-hmm. I would have liked to know, like, did you feel anything? Did you feel a jump? Or, like, you know, some firmness that got you thinking that maybe he'll one day want to have sex with you? Mm-hmm. Did anything happen? Or was Ryan just completely flaccid the whole time and, like, you know... This woman can be right up on me, and it's not doing it. It's just well, not. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take up for Ryan on this because obviously Ooh. he was incredibly uncomfortable. But it's also just not. It's not just them there. Like it's them, then the lady, and then the two camera crew, then the producer, and then <laughs> someone else who's holding the sound lights. So I imagine there's like seven people around them. So so we can get into a little bit later about what happens when it's just the two of them. Yes. Because yeah. I yes. feel like even with even with that camera crew and that lady, like if I'm on top of you, I like, I mean, nobody else has to know, essentially, but like I would like to. Well, yeah, but I mean, but what if he's in his head? Like if like he seems like someone who is extremely uncomfortable with like um sex. the word sex um, the word. anything sexual i mean he said medium <laughs> he said medium like medium so i i don't i think. know but i'm just like dude like i mean why did you agree to tantra yoga tantra yoga same reason why serena agreed to it in the bachelor i seem to feel like um <laughs> ryan had advance notice and serena didn't <laughs> That's just my thought. I feel like Ryan was like, okay, cool. And then, like, Mm -hmm. he thought he could, like, wiggle his way out of it with, like, these jokes or, like, oh, you're hurting my thighs or I'm doing heavy lifting. (laughs) Because what I don't want to hear during tantra yoga is that I'm the heavy person and you're supporting my body weight and you can't take Mm -hmm. it. Like, that's, I'm not turned on. Maybe that's your goal. I don't know. (sighs) I just don't think this was, this is, that was not something that Ryan wanted to do. Like, I don't think he would ever suggest let's do tantra, tantra or tantric yoga. He probably didn't, which I don't, I don't know how it got suggested. I don't know if the producers were like, here are some sexual intimacy activities we can mm-hmm. help you guys. You know, we can test this one well, person and bring them in. And I guess on that same thought, I don't know if you recall, but last season, Karen and Miles did like a version of that. But oh, yeah, we talked about that on here. Yeah, but it wasn't, it didn't look like that. Like, yeah. it, it was very different. Like, she almost like was like massaging him, like giving him a nice like massage. He, you know. I think at one point yeah. he fell asleep. So, like, it didn't even have to be all that they were doing. Was theirs <laughs> labeled Tantra or oh, was it... Or was it just yoga? Was it, like, yoga slash massage, like, physical touch kind of thing? I don't remember the actual yeah. verbiage of that, no, but I guess sure. but we honestly, can go back. But I feel like that would have suited Ryan better. Like, I think, I think so. I think if she had been like, you know what? I'm going to massage you. Like, what do you like? Like, where do, where's most of your tension? Because the goal is to yeah. get him relaxed. Yeah. And I think in that, like that scene you're talking about with Karen and Miles, I don't seem to remember him touching her as much as she was touching him. Mm, that's true. Um, And like, because I think like at that point in the season when it happened, there had already been like this tension alluded to where she doesn't feel close to him or doesn't trust that he's himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where that activity was implemented to kind of make them have some kind of physical touch, not necessarily mm-hmm. like, let me sit on your, well, I don't know. And I guess my thing is, is that we all see how Ryan is. I don't know if this particular type of Tantra yoga 
was what he needed. Because as we as we see, he literally says this has done nothing. Yeah, but he calls it another connection. another shared activity. Yeah, another shared experience. And I was like, well, see, like uh, it would, I felt like it was a missed opportunity. Definitely, so, but yeah. it was there. Yeah, it was um, a shared experience. So great, mm-hmm. wonderful. We return to Virginia and Eric, and she's just walking back in with Rocky. Lord. Goes back to the bed. Eric is some somehow now wearing like a full blown jacket sweater hoodie, which I'm like. <laughs> He said, did you I'm, leave? I'm cold from being so cold. <laughs> Are you cold or did you like leave and go talk to production and then come back and, you know, did this, did this get staged? Hmm. Um, because she walks back in. She's, you know, wearing a T-shirt and shorts and, you know, just regular like attire for her. And she's like, we just got back from an off-leash walk. And she seems to have adjusted her, adjusted her mood, which mm-hmm. they didn't really like cover what exactly production said to her and how they got her to stay right um because i felt like she was like out out like mm-hmm. she was ready to get in her car and bounce but somehow she walks back in and tries to have another conversation with him and it still doesn't go well it's just like this continual escalation she says she doesn't feel like pretending they're good when they're not and we cut to the camera that's inside the mutual apartment the one that's like in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and you see them talking about this bar incident which wasn't filmed apparently but he says virginia went to virginia was missing at the bar for how long did he say like 40 minutes first he said 40 minutes yeah yeah he said 40 minutes and virginia was like i went to the bathroom and then was back at the bar so he's like no you were missing i didn't know where you were which I don't know. I was having a lot of visual issues, like in my mind's eye, of like trying to imagine what's happening. So yeah, like, this was tough for me to visualize because, first of all, the fact that y'all are at a bar during COVID, this was what, <laughs> like September. So I'm thinking maybe there aren't that many people, right? But it's Atlanta, right. so yeah. So I'm hoping that there's not that many people there. And if that's the case, like, how can you not see where she is? And then also, if you can't see where she is, why not just text or call her and be like, hey, meet me at the bar, I'm, a, I'm here, or hey, meet me at the door, or something. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, initially when it was brought up, I thought she went out with her friends, and he was mm-hmm. saying like he didn't hear from her for 30 minutes. Yeah. But as I saw this clip, I was like, oh, they were at the same place, and he somehow couldn't find her for 30 minutes, which does, like, I'd be like, dude, like, where the fuck were you? But I also probably would have been like, texting like dude where the fuck are you exactly (laughs) if he's like if i don't know what he like is he is he just sitting wandering around the bar (laughs) while he's looking for her like what exactly is happening there's just that it did this is why they kind of need a host we need people to ask the tough questions and like really Mm -hmm. put these puzzle pieces in place for us um so they continue that argument she you know tells him that she feels like he's controlling and he kind of, in not so many words, says it's it's my job to protect yes. you and to know where you are at all times. You're my wife. Like, you know, that's you are wife. my property. Yes, and I, I own need to you. know. <laughs> yes, I need to know where you are in your condition at all times. Mm-hmm. So I, at that point, I felt like he was provoking her, and the more she escalated, then he tried to like confront com- comfort her in a way that you know read to me like gaslighting of just yes, like absolutely. 
you got me here and now you're like oh no 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 like yeah, it's gonna going be okay i don't know wrong? what's happening i don't know why you're upset bitch you do know girl <sighs> i mean it was so triggering to watch this because i see him and i see what he's doing and she's just like she's freaking out like she's literally just like trying really she's trying so hard to like I think please him in a way and he's just mm-hmm. I feel like he's taking advantage of the whole situation like she literally says well no he says he'll try and back off um, if that's what you want and she was just like no and then he says you can think whatever you want I don't care I'll leave you alone it's fine like what and then, he's, and then again up. he's just like oh I'm done with this you need to understand that you're married and if you don't like it then get out like oh my god this is him with those same ultimatums and like it's it's very controlling and i think like she's kind of at her breaking point it sounds like she's having she mentions having like an anxious day or having anxiety about the about this situation i'm like well i mean thankfully your anxiety is there to not let you go down this path of complying with this Mm -hmm. unreasonable person yeah because she later says that he just this is pure socio behavior where he turns it all about him he says that he's always he always gets hurt and he's always cheating on and that's his life and she says that she feels like she's drowning mm-hmm. he reaches for her to like touch her and she's like please don't touch me and she says she feels like she's drowning he's like you're scaring me this is the gaslighting part because Aww. you you put her to this point and now you're like oh my god what's wrong why are you so upset she says that she wants to get in the car and run her sister's house. She feels like a horrible dog mom. She never sees her cats. She's failing at all her relationships. She hasn't talked to any of her friends. So, first of all, that mm-hmm. to me sound like, okay, that's alarming. Like, yeah. we need to talk about how you're, you, you're completely detached from your support system. Again, this is where we could benefit from a host. Cause yes, because I wanted to be like, why is that happening? And so she says yeah. that she feels like she's the only person who's changing and making sacrifices. And I agree. That's how it looks. Yes. And he responds by saying, in a marriage, you have to change. And if you don't like it, guess what? And she says, if you say, I can leave one more time, I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face. And I, w- I was like, do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, right after that, she kind of got him to walk past him. And I was like, she's going to pop him. She's going to pop girl, him. Girl, I, I was like, girl, pop this man. But then I was like, you know what? No, no. Because he's going to turn that around on her and be like, I can't believe you provoked me. So I was Domestic like, Domestic violence just, situation, yeah. Right. I was like, don't hit the man. But at the same time, it's like, wow. Like, but, you were really pushing it here. That's the thing. I wish, like, when she said she wanted to leave production, it would have been like, okay, go cool off. Yeah. Realistically, like in another environment mm-hmm. for a while, and then like let him come to you, maybe. Oof. Not like you go back in there and sit in the bed with him and like try to repair it because he still holds the power. She's yeah. coming back to him after he provoked her. And then at the end, he literally says, Well, you're free to do whatever you want in your life. I would, well, God. Yeah, so he's like pitching a hissy <sighs> fit about it whatever Man. over him these oh. men these men i guys. think that's why i didn't enjoy the episode because i was just like sick of him yeah like he really showed his complete ass and i was just like this, this is not the first sad. time i feel like i've seen it multiple times i'm tired of him like this is the first time where like i think i was i was concerned for safety yeah yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think what i'm glad virginia's at this point mm-hmm. um even though it's like halfway in like now maybe we can start being a little bit more real and 
a little less of those like niceties and i just want to get along with my husband because we're only together so many days because he has to work Mm -hmm. and so let's make all that time enjoyable well like realistically this man's an asshole right and it's more than just being an asshole like he's controlling like he's like your typical uh, i mean like he uh, i mean just the wealth you know southern wealthy white military i mean we all Mm -hmm. have seen these types of men um and i just feel like this was a really poor match and Mm. i just don't think this should have ever happened yeah i don't think it's really fair to her and or to him because there are women out there who would love a man like that who's controlling who wants to be right by your side every second of the day call me text me beat me if you want to reach me every day every hour (laughs) like there are women out there who would really appreciate that yeah i feel like i still just need to go back to this matchmaking special and figure out how these people present it to the experts i'm so sick of these experts um so I think our next scene is Haley and Jacob. <laughs> yeah. So this, yeah, I agree. This does, I think they mentioned like yesterday, which was the date yeah. day. And Haley says, yesterday was a day. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed it was. <sighs> Just kind of throwing that out there. Catch it if you will. Um, Jacob says, yeah, I think it was needed. You know, wow. <laughs> which that again, mean? I mean, I feel like Jacob is always honest. If nothing else, I can get honesty from him, even when I can't get it from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never have to think about second guess what he's saying. He feels, you know, it's just very. He feels like that should have happened. <sighs> she says that she didn't expect this relationship to go the way it has. Mm-hmm. Um. He actually also apologized, though. He apologized for lashing out. Um, and she says that the way things escalate is the bad part. And then yeah. I have in my notes that they reset yet again. <laughs> and she yeah. says they are still showing up and trying to have more open communication and grow trust. I'm so confused. Why? So what are they doing? Like, are they trying to be a couple or are they just trying to be friends like have have they decided that they're just going to move forward like with the friendship vibes and just grow trust or are they trying to like have a relationship because i've lost i don't know if they've set a hard goal um (laughs) what i got from that is like her saying she she just wants to have like fun and light days with them and not like everything Mm -hmm. be so heavy 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 serious yeah um each time they have an interaction because i think there was one point where she was like i would like to like go for an hour without conflict Oof, um, Lord. i know and he was like come on you're being <laughs> like, dramatic and she was like am God. i you know kind of face but i think like right now they're just trying to still connect and then see where that goes so i mean the difference between jacob and eric both being like insecure men is Erico's insecure to controlling mm-hmm. and Jacob goes insecure to like needy yeah yeah or yeah. like seeking a lot of validation reassurance yes, kind of things exactly yeah of like am I, I good enough do you think I'm attractive do you want to spend time with me like yeah it's just like very different in the ways that you know you see this kind these kinds of insecurities playing out but I would mm-hmm. I mean if I had to pick a partner between the two of them I'd probably like just be needy like don't try to control me but oh god 
I know. It's kind of like the lesser of the two evils. I don't mean, I, I can't say I wouldn't be violent with Eric because he... <laughs> The way the way he did Virginia, I just feel like he would take Girl, me there. I have and... never. I mean, I the way it was so triggering. I was just like, I have never. You know, I'm not a violent person, but my goodness, like, see, it's almost yeah, like, he, like he wanted it. He, it's almost like he was like exactly. He to was like provoking her across the face. Yes, and <laughs> like, I at least feel like want. Jacob. Jacob will lash out, and then he'll like go away. He'll yes. like. He'll simmer down and he'll think about it and then like he'll come back. But he's not he's not provoking Haley. He mm-hmm. may be like saying like some slick shit, but he's not like just poking the bear kind of provoking with her. Yeah. And it's like, what is the goal of like provoking someone? Because for me, I'm just like, so do you want to fight? Like, is that is that what this is leading towards? Like, I think Eric wants to fight step... because it might be like reassurance. Like, yeah, like oh, you want to step outside? <laughs> Like is that them a space is? and opportunity. We can cut these cameras off. <laughs> and again, I'm not laughing because domestic violence is not funny at all. But like Eric is literally like he is taunting her. So I'm just wondering what the end game is for him. Like what what do you want? I think he wants uh, barefoot and pregnant. You know, submissive. Well, this is not the way to get it. I mean, my. I mean, goodness. this isn't even her. She's barefoot, but like. I think you'd have a hard time, like, convincing her to have a child if she didn't want one. I mean, he's definitely going to have a hard time convincing her now after. Oh, right. They talked about this. And he was like, he's not waiting 10 years for no kids or something. Like, this man. He well, just, they, see, well, see. they may need mm-hmm. to just, just chunk the deuces and be like, all right, well, this was great. Um, <sighs> so our next scene is Paige. Paige. She's still at the mutual apartment. Mutual apartment, but she's with her brother, who I didn't even know she had a brother, um, and Christina, her sister-in-law. So I thought this was very mm-hmm. interesting. Finally, we get someone on Paige's corner. My goodness. I mean, we have to have something to film, so I'm glad they brought in some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also was like, finally, goodness. We haven't seen her have any support the whole show, and we're mm-hmm. already 32 days in. Yep. What did you get from this scene? Oh, God. Paige is so exasperating. Um, (laughs) What I got from this is that she was basically telling them that Chris, you know, was not a great partner to her. He never went bare minimum or above and beyond to try and make their marriage work. Mm -hmm. Um, And she gave me some statements. You know, she feels devalued as a woman. (sighs) Um, She wanted to break generational curses. And she came in with the purest intentions. Again, with the purest intentions. A short end on the stick again. You know, she has these phrases that she likes to, you know, just recycle over and over. Um, Mm -hmm. And she just said that, you know, he tried to leave her broken, but it didn't happen. That's what I got from that. I'm sorry. I was just like, I don't, I can't, Paige. I just can't tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's about what happened. I felt like her sister-in-law was a little bit extra in some of her uh, facial expressions. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's acting, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Paige had already said she hadn't told them very much about what happened or she hadn't had a chance to talk with them. So this is the first time they were hearing it. Her brother just seemed to be like taking it all in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then offers some support and is like, dude, like you need to just embrace the struggle. Like things happen. You can't force anything. I don't know if he said that particularly, but he did say embrace the struggle. Yeah. I that so was he didn't seem to be like 
sweating it too much of like you know oh she's super hurt like let me comfort her he just seemed like supportive like okay so what are you gonna do now though i was it was weird for me because like if my brother found out that this man has had sex with multiple times but has said that he is you know essentially disgusted with me and mm-hmm. is not attractive to me and then has another child another woman pregnant i mean like I feel like my brother would have some strong opinions about that. So for him to come in and be like, oh, it's fine, you know, embrace the struggle. I'd be like, so that's it? <laughs> Just embrace it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's kind of it. He was sipping on his drink and eating his food, <laughs> and he was like, dude, like, all right. I mean, you've already <laughs> cried about it, so what now? Okay. Um, Which, so yeah. again, might kind of be like why Paige is kind of – uh, like why her ability to process things as they're happening might be kind of like, mm, I don't want to say underdeveloped, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't sound like there's like a ton of that emotional support in your corner or like, you know, fuck him or like, right. she needs a friend and she doesn't God. have one. Like I just, um, someone, I want someone to be in her corner who is like fervently like with her. And I'm not saying that yeah. her brother is not, but it was just very much like, it was just very much like a Ryan speak. Like, well, you know, you got to mm. go through this because, you know, God said he's got something better for you. And, you know, you got a long, you got a long road ahead of you to share with someone else. There's no rush. And I'm like, why, why, why do we have to be so optimistic? Like I, I get it, but it's also like something awful has happened to her. And this, person chris has really put her through a lot so it almost like negates her feelings almost it's just like oh you know you'll be fine it's like guys yeah so i don't know i mean i truly wonder if this is i don't think like i i guess i wonder how much she really knew about the situation beforehand Mm -hmm. and like how much they had talked about it because i just feel like during the honeymoon like she had to call somebody you wouldn't call your family like if you find out that your new fiance that y'all just got married last week, you know, has a baby. I would have called everybody in my family probably and be like, put the money together, right. give me a flight out of here. I guess they were only in Vegas, so they probably need a ton of money to get home. Or but the anyways. night before, or the night after when he said when he had sex with her twice and was like, sorry, I'm still not attracted. I would have called him and be like, can you come get me or like, can you do something? Cause like I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have called some. So I feel like maybe he knew more than like was staged and mm. maybe they had already had some of these conversations because at this point yeah she's talking about it it's not even making her emotional anymore so that tells me that you've already talked about it quite a bit yeah um that's like it's true. not as fresh and as raw as when it first happened but i don't know because she's also a little uh still in like a trauma response and right exactly kind of still dead behind the eyes so who knows who knows, who knows? yeah so that's that scene um our next scene is ryan and clara scene. Uh, Clara is going on a trip. She doesn't say where. So she, she uh, she's a stewardess. Oh, well, I didn't know if it was a trip or if she was going to work. Oh, I assume she was like it was her turn to fly. So oh, I couldn't tell. I because I mean, again, this is in like September, so I was like, are you working now? So I, I had uh, no idea. Um, so yeah, so Ryan says that he wants to do a training session with Miska, her dog, and ask Clara if you know he can do that. 
Um, she says that's great. Consent is very important. I know I Ryan believes in consent. I'm certain he believes in consent. Yeah, I love that. She's like, that's great. You know, I trust you with her. She asks for like, if there are any specific goals in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it's more for him to make sure he's communicating with her properly. Um, uh-huh. And he wants to speak the language of dog to make sure she feels protected. <laughs> and then Clara makes a little funny in her uh, talking head and says that yeah. she thinks it's funny that he wants to navigate Miska but doesn't want to navigate her. Exactly. He's put a lot of, I mean, he's apparently thinking about this dog. I don't know if this dog has any behavioral issues. Uh, well, Ryan hasn't mentioned any that he has a mm-hmm. problem with. Yeah. But like, he's like, well, why are you going to take care of your dog? And I want to make sure I'm talking to her well. I was like, hmm. It's just such a contrast. And I don't know how we, how they decided to have a dog episode. Again, they could have kept it for me, but yeah. they kind of revisit their yoga date. Um, and again, Ryan is saying like, oh yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's, it still just seems very uncomfortable. He's laughing like a little kid who, you know, maybe got their first kiss or something. Did mm-hmm. you get anything else out of that? No. Okay, great, wonderful. There wasn't that much to get. We transition to some weird dog <laughs> segment of like, you see all the dogs. Pastor Cal is talking about this is the first season where all the wives have dogs. And I don't know, there's just such an emphasis on this dog thing that it's like, it's a bit weird for me. But yeah, he's saying they're all their babies and they need to be considered, you know, so it's it's kind of like, um, I guess I married first out Australia where they match people with kids. People with kids can be matched. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vincent and the guys are sitting down, right? Yes. The guys are sitting down. Vincent's talking about Cookie. He talks about Cookie all the time. Oh, wait. This is later in the episode, right? What do you mean? Did I miss something? Well, I have this segment. It's just where they do the dog and um, the husband. So I have Vinny and Cookie. Sophie and Jacob, oh, Miska and Ryan, and then Rocky. I think you're Mary. right. You're right. I meshed that. My notes oh, don't say that. that mesh. I okay. just meshed that in my mind somehow. Okay. Yeah, Vincent's talking about how much he loves Cookie. And Jacob is talking about his dog, which is, what's his dog's name? Sophie. Well, well Sophie no, is, her dog. is her dog, but he doesn't say anything about his four dogs' names. I have notes on that from another. Well, I don't. I delete my notes after every episode. Anyway, um, his dog, whatever her name is, his female dog doesn't like other dogs. And she's just kind of mean to everybody. Doesn't get along well with Haley's dog, Sophie. Ryan and Miska are hanging out doing their training, I guess, or talking about their training. I could also have meshed that somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He says Claire and Miska are pretty much the same. They just both want attention, um, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric takes Rocky. It looks like I thought he was taking him to like a training, but it looks like he takes him to the pet store. Exactly. So I don't know why he was talking <laughs> to the staff and being like, he needs tips on manners. That's a dog store. Yeah. Like initially I was like, oh, he went to a trainer too. I guess that's smarter than trying to just like train him with your own firm hand. Um, but no, there's like products and stuff. So I'm not sure. Chris, uh, enters the chat and says that he doesn't give a fuck about Bentley, which is 
Paige's dog. I don't even know if Chris ever met Billy. I guess maybe. Is Billy mm. at the mutual apartment? I would assume so if she's there. I mean, I don't know where the dog would be. I don't know either, but I've never seen Chris touch this dog, so. Yeah, and that was just so rude. I was like, think about Billy. Like, that was stupid. I mean, again, break up with him. Um, yeah, he's not, he's just not great. It's, it's rude. We go to Haley and Jacob. Not much to cover here. They go go-karting. Um, Haley is apparently extremely competitive and Mm -hmm. she, she is very excited to go go go-karting. She wins. She rubs it all in Jacob's face. Uh, she has a trophy. She's taking pictures on like the little place stand where you have like one two and three mm-hmm. she's having a great time and jacob's just like taking it all in he's just like okay you know yeah i like to see her happy it's nice um but i'm getting kind of concerned about his responses to things he looks checked out a lot this episode have you noticed that i mean i can't tell when he's checked in or checked out mm. I-, I can't tell the difference so i honestly don't know I think it's because he's not responding that I'm like, like she's talking, she's like really like big smile, like happy. And he's just kind of like mm-hmm. smiling, nod. And I'm like, is he with us or is but he's he always, not with us? Has he never not been like that? Like I, I can't. I think he has, like, but I think I'm noticing it more of like, how do you know? <laughs> I, I guess that's tell. where, I think that's where Haley's like, I don't know if he's happy or mad because he just says everything with the same face and the same voice, which and I, okay. and I have to agree. Like I'm not yeah. a mind reader, so like I don't know if you're into this or not. And quite frankly, you know, okay, cool. I honestly <laughs> thought he wasn't into it until he said, "Oh, I'm happy that she's happy." Like it's yeah, because when he said that, I was like, "So you care?" Like, who knew? Yeah, I thought he was like, "Damn, she's like a sore winner," but because <laughs> she was kind of like a sore winner, but. Apparently he was fine with it and didn't cause any arguments. So yeah, that was that. Okay, you got so it. Next we have Chris and his mother. He's wearing mm-hmm. another Hollister button down. Um, Keeping Hollister in business. They are, are they eating. I don't open? know where they are. Yes, Hollister is open. Because remember, I checked. I went on the website to see how much these <laughs> button downs were costing him. Oh, how much are they? Thirty nine dollars. Okay. Remember, that's why I told right. you he could just go to the TJ Maxx and get some better you shirts. You did say that. I recall. I recall. So, yeah. It's, I don't So, care. you said, what about what they're eating? So, they were eating, like, a ton of food. Um, it was, like, in trays. <laughs> I, I was thought like, so. wow. I thought so, too. They were eating on, like, these TV trays, and, like, mom had, like, two two containers. Yeah. He and had I was two like, containers. And I'm like, whose place is this? Is it his? <laughs> I think that might be his place. I can't remember. I guess we didn't see it before because they didn't really come back from the yeah. honeymoon together. So I don't, I don't know again, what that is. Need to watch the matchmaking special and get an idea of what the hell is going on here. Yeah. But, so, um, yeah, so go yeah. ahead. I, didn't know, I don't know where they are. Uh, so his mom, mom is says, using a lot of sauce. Yes. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Um, so, I, so, mom, so they start talking and mom says, you know, how is Paige? She's a sweet girl. Um, he says he doesn't know how she's doing. He says that Paige doesn't call him or answer his calls. And mom says, well, rightfully so. Um, he looks taken aback. <laughs> um, because mom says, you know, the woman you were engaged to is now expecting your child. So, I mean, yeah, rightfully so. He says that he hated that he went through this process because had he known, he wouldn't have gotten married. Had he known that he had a child in the way, he wouldn't have done this. 
And mom says, well, things could be repaired and fixed. Um, and he says that Paige is just disappointed and he was open to going through the process, but the book is closed now, kid or no kid. And he told her that he wanted a divorce. Um, <sighs> mom seems upset. Um, he says that they are done. He said he's not interested anymore and pretending stuff is good and it's not. And he's not going to be sad about having a baby because it's a good thing. <laughs> Mom says that she is sad, but not shocked. This is in her talking head. And she says that she, considering the circumstances, it's probably best to move forward as opposed to staying in something that isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mom said that you knew the chances you were taking at Married at First Sight. And then the look on her face after that just let me know that she knows her son is trash. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, she, she had a lot of expressive faces that I appreciated. Yeah. Um but it looks like she's really ultimately not super shocked with her her son's behavior. Exactly. So, I think you covered it. Hit the nail on the head. We go to, yeah. we go to Brianna and Vincent. Yes. And it looks like they are going to take a bike ride with her cruiser and he has like some kind of not cruiser commuter bike. Mhm. Um they try to place a little wager on what they will get if each one of them wins. Uh, if she, they ultimately land on if she wins, he has to clean the kitchen for a week, and if he wins, she has to do 15 push-ups. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's race to this point, which I'm wondering with this, like, do we not have other things to film? Because... I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. So they're like, let's go down down the block to, like, this this spot. So you see them riding their bikes, and he's riding behind her because it's a bike lane, and you can't pass people in the bike lane like bikes don't pass bikes in the bike lane i don't think mm-hmm. um and you know she's she's struggling because a cruiser only has one speed <laughs> and she, she's pushing 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 um and i guess ultimately he wins he changes and no did he let her win yeah he let her win he let her win um somehow she still has to do five push-ups and she does them and then she's like, let's go get some ice cream. And I was like, see, that would be me too. <laughs> he was like, we just did all this hard work. No, we need to stay focused, blah, 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 blah. But I, I related to that a little bit. Um, but yeah, things are going good with them. They're not having like any difficult conversations, it seems like, between the two of them. They're just chugging along. Yeah, they seem to be doing well. It's because they're exactly the same person, like she said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We go back to, yeah, we go back to Conflict Central with uh, Conflict Center with Virginia and Eric. They're having another sit down somehow. They're still sitting down. Fight. They're not going on like any dates or anything. It's very odd. No, just sit in the house and fight. <laughs> it's very on par for quarantine, but like goodness. Um, so he starts bringing up the fucking dog again. Like this hasn't oh already been a hot issue with her. And here he is pressing on it again, talking about Rocky and Rocky is in the room. He's usually in the same room Virginia is in. But again, he's doing the same thing and saying like she doesn't trust him with her dog and because she keeps saying it's her dog, this is a problem because she's acting like she's not married. He doesn't even feel like a father figure. <sighs> I just like <laughs> at this point, every time he talked, every time he spoke, 
I was just like, I roll. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, look, should he be doing that right now? And she's like, he's trying to bury his bone. And then they keep talking and Virginia starts talking to Rocky, which pisses him off again because Virginia's like, Girl. you're not burying it. And he's like, are you listening? Girl, if he if he had snapped at me like that, like, I, I don't, and I hear again, I don't condone violence, but like, you guys, like, when do you hit your breaking point? I mean, she says she's gonna smack him, and then we go to some kind of hidden, like the kitchen camera again, mm-hmm. where they aren't in the shot, but I guess the audio, <laughs> the audio picks up. Um, and he's saying like he's done with it and she's been an asshole to him every day he's basically like throwing a fit again Uh, unless you got something different from him but that's really all I got from the scene I mean oh man so what Mm -hmm. I got from this scene is that he tried to turn this around and make it seem like the root of their problems is that she's not used to relying on anyone and so he was trying to make it seem like she needs to open up to him and let all her walls down and then they won't be arguing, basically. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you guys, like we're all, we're all intelligent beings here. So we know that this is not, like that's not what this is about. This is about him being a controlling asshole. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's picking at Rocky, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, the dog wasn't actually doing anything, by the way. The dog's not doing anything wrong. Like he's just playing. And then she threw the ball, and he came back, and he's like, "See, he's just gonna come back." Eric, what that's the how fuck? fetch like, go. <laughs> like, what is like? What is wrong with? You? He's so jealous of this animal. It is so sad and just so gross. And he keeps emphasizing that he loves Rocky to death. He does. Which also makes me very uncomfortable. He's like, I love you and I love Rocky too. I don't think he does either. I think he's using it as a ploy to manipulate her to control, you know, this whole thing of like, oh, I love you and I love Rocky. I just want him to be better and blah, 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 blah. But then like every time she gives Rocky attention, he's pissed off. He doesn't want her to engage with her dog at all. And it's just so triggering because it's like, as this conversation goes on and on, like she is like shaking, she's crying. At one point, the producer literally steps in and is like, "Are you guys okay?" And she she's losing it, and he he tries to touch her, and again she's like, "Do not touch me." And mm-hmm. so, literally, like when we saw that that footage of like that that um the kitchen footage, like someone says like, "You need to get away from me." Yeah. And I'm just like, you guys, this is 30 days in. I know. I mean, this is, again, a cause for concern in the safety department. Yes, of the utmost. Like, these two without cameras, I am I'm, I'm, I am nervous because yeah. someone's going to hit someone. I mean, I feel like it might be Virginia hitting Eric. but And then he's going to hit her back. He probably would. He probably like, well, she hit me, and so I felt like I needed self defense yeah. or whatever. Like he's gonna he's gonna hit her back, and it's gonna be an awful situation. So, seriously, safety safety first. These two people do not need to be together. Like, I haven't seen a producer step into an argument in a while. Exactly. And for them to have the the, the discourse to be like, wow, this argument is actually really escalating, and I'm getting uncomfortable. Again, that's the thing. She can't. It, I, she's saying she feels trapped, like she can't leave. Yeah. Like, she and feels like, stuck with this psychopath. And I truly feel like she needs to get to her sister's house. Because sister's going to be like, you need to end this. Like, this mm-hmm. is not 
Mm-mm. this is not it for you. Um, and I just, her. and it, it, it really, it, it, it saddens me because I know Virginia is trying to like, she doesn't want to be her parents. She doesn't want to get divorced. Um, you know, she's going to try and make this work, but I don't think this is, this is it. And she's, and That's, I think the people around her will reassure her yeah. that this is not it. I mean, if she could talk to them, they're probably also wondering like where the hell she is if she's not Girl. talking to them. It sounds like she's in constant contact with her support <sighs> system and he doesn't want her talking to her guy friends, only can talk to girlfriends unless mm-hmm. I guess they're gay, maybe. I don't understand his logic. I'm not really following it. But <laughs> Well, and so let's get into the next scene because it's actually it, Ooh, it pertains yes. to what you're saying. Because it's Brie, Virginia, Paige, and that's it. Haley's not there or Clara. Yeah. Um, and so they're all kind of just like hanging out, they're drinking wine, um, just kind of going mm-hmm. around the room talking about, you know, their respective lives. Paige says that she's doing good emotionally drained um and she said that she could have walked away sooner but she thought that he could have been her perfect match good lord she's still really stuck on this and she also says she feels like they could have been friends and i'm like in what world would you guys have meshed as friends yeah i don't i don't get it um brie says that she had a lot of expectations about what she wanted her husband to be but she says mm-hmm. that Vinny is exactly what she needs. And she's yeah. never had anyone who was super sweet to her. And I was like, oh, it's so Yeah, sweet. he is. I mean, he tries really hard. I will give him that. Even he does. When he's and I, mad. And I, he, he's trying. I just hope that that's like, I, I hope that's truly what he wants. Or if he's just mm-hmm. like, I should have a family. I should have a wife. Like, I, I just, I hope that's what he wants for himself. Yeah. Um, I hope so as well. I mean, I don't really see her doing anything ridiculously off-putting besides like him reacting yeah to things that she's not intending to be harsh but like mm-hmm. it seems that she's very receptive to him she's very warm every time he's in the room she's yeah. into him and so i mean i guess we'll see if things change along down the line somewhere mm-hmm. i think there's always potential for that especially if like this whole trying bit is not like, if he gets tired of trying right. and she's not taking him to the aquarium and things, you know. <laughs> or to Los Angeles. <laughs> or getting him a boat ride, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm um, a little concerned about that. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, mm-hmm. So then Virginia, Lord. I mean, she just looks so defeated. She says that her anxiety is at an all-time high. She's got mm-hmm. work stuff, her issues with Rocky, her issues with uh, Eric and Rocky, and then his condo and... She says that she likes to talk things through rationally. You know, what can we do? You know, what's compromise planning? She's not into someone just comforting her. Ooh, a word. Um, <laughs> she's struggling not to take it all out on him. Um, and this anxiety is new for her. And she says that he does not understand mental health. And she needs to start going to counseling so she can overcome this. My issue mm-hmm. with this is that... It seems like Virginia is saying that all the issues that they're having are because of her anxiety, and I don't think that's the case. I think that because of the way he provoked her and made it sound like something is wrong with her, she's then saying, like, I must not be able to handle this because of my anxiety. Not that he's a psychopath. It's just my, I should be able to handle this. So I think she is putting it on herself. Um, But I think he has manipulated her in such a way where she's now thinking, like, you know, he know he knows because he's been married before, Girl, but he doesn't he know what it shit. takes to, to have a marriage because his marriage obviously didn't work. Yeah, he don't know what he's doing. Like, you're divorced. Like, obviously some things didn't work out. So, like, 
And it's, mm-hmm. and it's not that he went to therapy and like learned about himself and is trying to like do things differently. He's just going off of what he thinks is best. Yeah, kind of what worked and what didn't work last time, probably. Yeah. But again, everybody's different. So your ex-wife is not your current wife. That's not mm-hmm. the way things work. Yeah. But yeah, she mentions that she says she doesn't have a therapist, right? Or she started going to yeah, therapy. Yeah, she says that I think she okay. she needs to start going to counseling because Paige says that. She has two therapists. I don't know why one isn't enough. Um, But she does say that there's a stigma in marginalized communities about mental Uh health and therapy. Um, And Bree says that she went to a therapist before before starting Married at First Sight um, because she internalizes things and gets overwhelmed. And so Uh Paige makes a statement where she says she wished she had did that. So I'm guessing that these two therapists are pretty recent additions to her life. Um, yeah, I had the the thoughts I had about this. Like, yes, I'm glad Brie went to therapy before. I don't understand why that's not a mandate that people go to therapy before this process. Because it this seems is a like, TV show. They don't care about their mental health. Again, yeah. Um, as far as Paige with her two therapists, <laughs> I was kind of wondering how this works. So I was like, did she have, like, maybe a group therapist, an individual therapist, or... Does she have, like, one therapist for one issue and then one therapist for another? How does that work, though? Like, because I can't imagine, like, you know, I have a therapist. So, like, I can't imagine just talking to her for, like, specific things and then talking to somebody else for specific. Because what if those things intercept? Possible. I mean, people do have two therapists. It's not a completely unheard of thing. Mm -hmm. But, for example, like, you could have one therapist doing like talk therapy and then another therapist doing a different modality (laughs) do you think that's what's happening with Paige I mean I'm hoping that she has a trauma therapist and is doing some trauma work honestly and then like maybe processing some of that in another with the other therapist but the two therapists should be collaborating about like how are we going to treat her? But I was also like maybe she has two therapists because she had one when she was five and maybe she still considers that person like a check-in therapist or I don't know. You I don't know, know. I but I'm glad was. she has therapists. I think that one is technically a therapist and one is probably a pastor. <laughs> one might be a life coach. Yes. Um, someone someone in the church is, is, is Yeah, it's probably like a, maybe a mentor or <laughs> I don't know, something. But I was glad to hear her say this as well because I was like, okay, so she does have some support, even if it's new support. I don't know if production was like, look, we need to get her in with somebody because she's going to, like, no. leave. I don't know. I don't know. But, again, I'm glad that she has two therapists, two, three, four, five, however many it takes to get her <laughs> back to to her natural self because, I mean, she's hurt. She's very broken. And it's, again, sad to watch her being exploited every episode. And, like, this is, you know, this is for TV now. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. When you sign those contracts, boy. Girl, that's what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> the Signing you your soul over to the devil. Line, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's so bad. <sighs> okay, so Haley and Jacob, this was nothing, really. Um, <laughs> they're cooking dinner. Uh, she's making Brussels sprouts. They have a little banter about cooking dinner and wearing an apron. Um, they both sit down to eat. He's eating like three burgers um, and some Brussels sprouts. And she's eating salmon and Brussels sprouts. Um, yep. They cheers with what I thought was just tea, but uh-uh. it's actually <laughs> alcohol. 
Apparently, it was like whiskey, whiskey, and like ginger. I was like, that is such a large cup. (laughs) Such a large glass. It was a a heavy pour. Yeah, he says he doesn't really drink, which I was like, oh, especially like I mean, he's just trying to eat dinner. I was, oh. I mean, he did say (laughs) Haley was a drinker, so. It was just, and as someone who does not drink often, I was like, that looks like 300 calories of like bourbon and ginger and honey and like, my Lord. I'm sure Um, she made him a drink to kind of just ease, ease him a little bit, not to sedate him. That sounds creepy, but like just to kind of ease the mood a little bit and get us all a little more relaxed. Um, Did you get anything after, after the drink? (laughs) Something about like. They had like a little round of questions. They were talking about mm-hmm. his past uh, relationships, a girl he dated for three weeks, but he can't remember her name. Right. Um, he asked like what her last concert was, and she says Pearl Jam. And he says, not really a fan. I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. If I tell you that I went to a concert, let's say my last concert was... Um, Oh my god, it was Lady Gaga because I went with my best friend in uh, mm-hmm. Vegas, and we went and saw her um, her tour, mm. and that was my last concert. And if someone says, "Oh, I, I'm not really a fan of hers," okay, what do you want me to do with that? What do this, I do? This with is that? this is the issue here because um, <laughs> just like we have like conversation starters, there are also conversation enders, right? And if you've ever like done any kind of like improv or just general like social skills, maybe. You know that there are certain things that you can say that will, that you're like certain things that you want to avoid saying right. to keep the conversation going. So like if you like if you tell me, oh, I went to this Lady Gaga concert, I shouldn't be like, okay, or fine, or like right. an improv, you should you should never say no when right. someone's meeting you with conversation. Yeah, but I question again. Jacob's ability to have a conversation and as she's bringing out topics she's asking him about his past and I don't know if he's just like avoiding conflict by these like short answers but Mm -hmm. it's just not going anywhere it's not leaving any room for conversation if you're like not my not my favorite or don't really like them and she's like but I like them it's like okay and it's, it's it makes it all just very forced it was just yeah. uncomfortable her salmon did look good though she looks, looks like great. she did a good job mm-hmm. yeah um so after that scene we have a, a double date with uh brie brie and Vinny, and then Haley and jacob mm-hmm. um they're at like a pumpkin patch but also one that has sunflowers which was beautiful yes. some kind of um, farm mm-hmm. it was gorgeous um i have very limited notes on these um mm. Ooh, um, you want me to go for it? Yes, go for it. <laughs> okay, my notes are also very limited, but I, I think I have <laughs> visuals in my head. Um, so the they split up. The girls go and start to like pick sunflowers, and the guys are kind of like looking at the pumpkins, not really picking pumpkins. They're just like walking around talking about pumpkins. Um, while Bree and Haley are talking. Haley's kind of telling Bree some of the issues that are going on and her difficulties with Jacob. And Bree's kind of like, hmm, like I wonder about like kind of ha- putting some, like a, maybe a bug in his ear to kind of like just get him going and whatever. They meet back up in the middle of the pumpkins. Um, and you know, it's all light fun. The guy's conversation wasn't really anything notable. They're like talking about launching pumpkins and 
weird i don't know stuff so i guess this might have been october mm-hmm. now that we think about it yeah um so they go and sit down and there there's conversation happening um jacob doesn't really respond to anything that like Haley's saying yes um specific he's not like overly engaging with the other people either but he's just kind of like when i have something to say i'll say it not really mm-hmm. like that person that's like moving the conversation along with like uh-huh yeah yeah like me too or like none of those like affirmative like keep going kind of things it's just kind of like speak when spoken to right um so you see brie and jacob kind of having their own conversation within like this little country store i guess is what it is maybe that's what i imagine to be at a farm um but she's like really talking to him and trying to gauge what's going on and what kind of what where the hang-ups are and then in her talking head she mentions like i can't tell anyone else to do with their relationship and production is like well why can't you you know just stir in the pot again mm-hmm. um she's like i can't i just don't know if, if they'll listen and so her i guess Bree's big takeaway which is kind of what we leave on in that scene is they need to work harder in their marriage yeah. um they're just both being a bit more complacent I don't really know how hard she's working in her marriage, to be honest, but. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, we really need to, um, you know, be cautious uh, when, we, when we offer advice to other couples when we both have been married for 32 days. I think she didn't want to offer advice to the couples. I truly think she was just, like, trying to be neutral, and I think production yeah. was, like, encouraging her to do it yeah. or, like, try That's to true. That's true. figure out what's going on with Jacob. Because she's very yeah. much, like, she'd be, she be mad at her business. So I think she was just like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> she's not helping nobody get dressed. She's right. not going to, you know, meddle in their relationship. And, you know, she focusing on herself, which is what she should do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so we get back to Eric and Virginia. They're them again. They're in the kitchen. They're in the kitchen cooking in complete silence. You guys, (laughs) that's what I have. They're making dinner in silence. Silence. There's no music. There's there's nothing. Um, No ambiance. Not a candle. Nothing. So I think he starts talking and says that they have a lot of things to talk about, and Mm. normally they are always good, but they can't not talk about the hard things. Um, hmm. he says that he never wants to get a divorce again and if she wants him she needs to step up I think that's in his talking head he says that that was a very alarming sentence after all this all these arguments they've been having he is still standing firm in his control and is saying mm-hmm. that if she wants him she has to step up so he is taking no accountability for anything he has done nothing wrong in his head Mm-mm. And so she says that she thinks they need to work on their delivery and the way they talk to each other so they can stop getting so emotional. Um, And she says she doesn't know what conversations make him uncomfortable. And he says that he'll always tell her if he's uncomfortable, but she doesn't believe that. Um, He says that he always wants to be this... Oh, no, I think she says that he always wants to appear to be the strong one or the okay one. And she says that it's not healthy because it leads to combustion. Mm. He says that no one is perfect and he thinks that there are certain things that they should have in a marriage. Every marriage on the planet has all these things, apparently. Every marriage is the same and I don't know, whatever. 
She says that it's different for her to have someone to lean on and to help her. And she's been independent for so long, so it's going to take some time to get used to that. And he says that, you know, I'm just I'm just here for you, babe. You know, you can do everything you want, but I'm just sitting there behind you. That is incorrect. Man. Like, all this whole scene was just a bunch of lies and gaslighting. Like, he is just so trash. And, and that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah, I was personally disgusted when Gross. he said, you have, what did he say at the end? He was like, you have to have someone behind you. You can right. still do everything you want to do, you know, giving permission. <laughs> you can still do everything you want to do, but you have to have someone behind you. And that's me. And then she kind of fell into this disgusting thing of like, and you'll catch me. And he's like, Girl. yeah. And it was Oh, it was revolting and honestly, to see I think, her being I think, pulled into this dynamic. And I think she actually just said that just to have a good night. Because she's this not. She's I don't not feel like fool. she should should have to say that to have a good night. Like, yeah, but she's. Uh, I just feel so bad for her. I feel like she's in an impossible situation. She's trapped. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. That's kind of yeah. yeah. That's the scene. I don't know what they ate or anything like that. But it yeah, like they were she, they were making sushi because she was cutting up avocado. Oh, that's Because right. I was just like, man, they're really working like very like diligently. Because there was no <laughs> there was no conversation. So I'm like, my word, what are y'all doing? And it was sushi. Yeah, she's like slicing up cucumbers. Oh, and like spreading I just, the the rice on the nori and whatever. That house must be so cold. My word. Um. So yeah. So next scene is we have like a little montage of the couples. Clara and Ryan are in bed. Vinny was, I think, putting a shower head up. Um, oh, him and Brianna are p- installing a new shower head because you remember that was an issue. So oh, yes, still, yeah. And then Virginia still doing was, cute shit. Virginia was working and Eric was like leaving. I'm like, please just go and never come back. But it looks like <laughs> he was going on like a little date, uh, which you inferred earlier was the guy date, which was Eric, Ryan, Jacob, and Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I brought that all the way to the middle of. <laughs> Yeah, so we kind of already recapped that. But I do, but let me grab some things that Ryan said from that conversation because it's really important. I don't think I mentioned any conversation, just that they were going to guys. Yes. Guys day. Um, Mm -hmm. So Ryan, so they're all talking about the dogs and, you know, um, their relationships. And I have in my notes that Ryan is so talkative today. Um, Ryan is feeling himself. He is. He's saying that, you know, that him and Claire are in a great, a great spot. Um, he thinks that he is doing an exceptional job at being a husband. And he literally says in his talking head, our marriage has been better than 99% mm-hmm. of the people that have been on Married at First Sight. Yeah, it's like historically. In, in, in all the 12 wow. seasons, mm-hmm. Ryan and, and Claire seasons. are doing better than any of the marriages, you guys. That's, that's, that comes out of Ryan's mouth. And it's not a cutaway. It is in his talking head and the camera stays straight on him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know about this day in Ryan and where <laughs> this confidence is coming from. It's coming from somewhere. It's not really explained. However, the other notable things is Eric is bashing Rocky in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, Jacob, you know, takes up for Virginia, and it's like, well, it is her her dog. You know, I understand yeah. the way she feels. She feels protective over her dog. And there was a part we didn't mention earlier where Virginia, I think when she was talking to production maybe, was saying she got rocky when she was super depressed and it's just yes, been yes. them two. Well, they have the cats, but it's been like, he's been really, really good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was mentioned directly to Eric, but, 
you know, she has strong feelings. You've only known this man for 30 days. And, like, if I was her, I'd just, like, if I was her friend, I'd be like, girl, don't worry about him. Yeah, this I is your leave. This is your dog. Yeah, like, if you have a problem with my dog, then, like, it's just not going to work out. Yeah, I would feel probably okay. more better. Like, if I was in Bree's situation and, like, my husband was loving Cookie, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's our dog. But, like, if all you're doing is complaining about him and saying, oh, he's so much like you and he needs manners, like, that's insinuating that I'm out of control as well. Exactly. Like, he's just like, her, he's just like his mom, you know? Mm-hmm. But, he ne- but he needs manners specifically. He, he doesn't listen. He's a firm hand. So I need a firm hand. Right. Like, it's... It's insane. But yes, Ryan, um, Ryan's feeling himself. Yeah. And, and so he, that kinda, his relationship is good. Yeah. And that actually brings us into the next scene, which is Ryan and Clara. Um, yes. And it's very, oh man, this was so interesting. Um, it's he's, weird. He's giving a recap of like the, the guy's day. And he's talking about how training Miska is a way for him and Clara to connect. And he thinks that that's trust in itself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Clara says, you know, yeah, I trust you with my baby when I'm gone. And he says that trust is sexy. Mm -hmm. This is the first time this man has ever said sexy on the show. Um, And she says, well, you've got it. (laughs) And (laughs) they have this little banter about his trust is sexy shirt and wearing it and how once he wears it, he like that's when he's ready for the next relationship hurdle. Um, and he Meaning says that, sex, I yes, think. which I, I've never heard anyone describe sex as a hurdle. Um, <laughs> but he says that what's missing is time and, you know, more shared experiences to get to know each other on a deeper level. Um, so then these Clara's, are such pageant answers. Clara oh looks dead in the face. She as is he's talking to her <laughs> disgusted. Um, he says that he's just trusting the process and he said that he knows it's tough but it's something that's necessary for the, both of them and he makes an interesting statement where he says that the both of them have been accommodating and making concessions to make sure they are both comfortable hmm have they now because Clara's told us she's not comfortable she's told right. him she's, she's not uncomfortable <laughs> so at okay. one point she starts looking at her phone and I was like whoo my mind. Yeah, I was like, okay, you don't see too many people's phones. Hers had a little leopard case on it, so I saw it. Yes, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. After that, we kind of go to a scene at Haley's apartment. I don't know where Jacob is. I assume he's like went back to his house, maybe or might still be working. <laughs> I would just assume he went like back to his house because he has so many dogs and his dog doesn't get along with her dog. But not that there was a fight. Um, but you see in. I guess the living room camera, so this wasn't actually filmed. Um, Haley's sitting with uh, Clara, and who else is there? Uh, it's Haley, Paige, and Brie. Haley, Paige, and Brie, and Clara. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So Virginia is not allowed out, so she couldn't <laughs> come, is what I assumed. I was like, this man, he's making her spend time with him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, but yeah, everyone else, because they all live in the same complex, you know, they just walk yeah. on over. Um, and Clara is venting. She is really, I guess, triggered. Um, maybe that's not the best word. She's really fired up about this whole sex situation and mm-hmm. she says um everything's happening but sex which i'm not sure what that means well she makes some hand motion 
Mm. Uh, where she says that she's getting him off um, every night. Every night. And mm-hmm. she's getting nothing. And so she makes some sort of hand motion up and down. Um, I can only assume. Okay. Um, I didn't she's see that. She's referring to a hand job. Okay, I was hoping, but I didn't see the hand motion. Um, but all to say, if she's getting him off every night and he's not doing anything, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah, so <laughs> no. I was under the impression before this, before she said this, that like she didn't even know what his penis looked like. Um, because it doesn't sound like he's like wearing a lot of clothes so my i guess what i can assume from this she still might not know right because they could just be laying in the bed and she could like reach her hand over but you're allowing someone to jack you off (laughs) and don't feel any obligation to do anything with them man that's a tough one and I'm like, well, why do you keep doing it? Exactly. I, at some point, I'm like, um, so you owe you're, me like five um, somethings. I, I mean, your, your hands be. can be used in other ways for yourself, girl. Yeah. yeah. You got to do something. And like, if she's saying that she's getting nothing, I'm like, can we break it down? Like, like, I, I want us to break it down. Like, are you saying what do you, that What do you need more information about? Is he not touching her at all? Like, at all? Well, I mean... If, I feel like if she was getting, like, some digital penetration or some oral sex, she would say so. Okay, she so what said, about some, some licking? I mean, some, some uh, like... She's nothing. not even saying she's getting, like, spooned or cuddled or, like, laying her head on his chest or him laying Ooh. his head on her chest and, like, motor... Like, I don't know. There's nothing happening, she's saying. <laughs> well, then if that's the case, then honestly, I got to put some of that on her. Because you're allowing yourself to jack to get him off every night, and you're not getting anything in return. You are the fool in this situation because there is never exactly. no, there's never no um I don't know uh, giving and not and not receiving or receiving not getting I don't know. But like she's setting herself up. So, but that's the thing. I'm like, has she not been like set at, at the kitchen table with him in the morning and been like, dude, like I'm tired <laughs> of this. Like I noticed that. When I'm touching you, you don't touch me, or you don't even touch me after, or before, or in the shower, or any time. Like, you don't smack my ass when you walk past it. There's nothing. But somehow, he's hard. Oh, I think I know. I think, well, I still no. think he's very he? sexually, I think he's just sexually inexperienced. So if anybody touches him, I think he'd God, respond. oh, this is a disaster. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I'm attracted to her. I think it's like, ooh, sexual touch, and that's enough for him. Because yeah. I can't imagine that she's to be getting him off every night and every him not responding. I, I can't, but I can't for the life of me feel like that that this is taking a long time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It is a quick like three minutes, and then that's it. Like it's like you know, I don't, I don't even think he's asking for. It. I'm sure she's just offering, which makes her even but more. But it's also like, are we doing hand jobs just every? I mean, like. If this is what he allows, I mean, I'm sure she she can feel some kind of pleasure from giving him a hand job if he's, like, you know, responding to that. Um, but outside of that, it's like, you know, she might as well be a nun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, I think. I think she's wanting some kind of sexual connection. This is the only way she can get it is by pleasuring him, even though he's not even... 
I, I wouldn't even think he's like making out with her, leaving like a hickey on her neck or anything. And she's very yeah. fair. So I'm like, he like lick a titty, like anything, anything. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like any, like is, is any nipple action? Ha- like, come on. Like, I'm just, you guys, we just need to keep all of these couples in our, in our thoughts and prayers because. I just feel like he's laying there with his hands crossed just the way they were on, on her leg. Cause that was another scene. I think the scene, oh, the same scene before this, when they were talking about trust, her legs were again across him and he just kind of had his hands folded. Like he wasn't interested in rubbing a thigh. So I can't imagine he's rubbing a thigh while she's giving him a hand job or like rubbing a butt, like anything. I don't, I don't see it. Well, guys. That that concluded this week's episode. I mean, it was was very, very interesting. We ended with them. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, you know, just just keep all these couples, you know, lifted. um, Because, man, it's it's if it's not one thing, it's another. It's rough. So we want to go into recommendations. Yes, let's go there. So my recommendation this week comes from Netflix. It's a Netflix documentary. It is entitled Crip Camp, A Disability Revolution. So here is the whole background. In the early 1970s, teenagers with disabilities faced a future shaped by isolation, discrimination, and institutionalization. Camp Jened, a ramshackle camp for the handicapped and the cat skills, exploded those confines. Jened, which was the camp, was their freewheeling utopia, a place for summertime sports, smoking, and makeout sessions awaiting everyone, mm-hmm. and campers who felt fulfilled as human beings. Their bonds endured as they migrated west to Berkeley, California, a promised land for a growing and diverse disability community where friends from Camp Jeanette realized that disruption and unity might secure life-changing accessibility for millions. This film is co-directed by a woman named Nicole Noonman and film mixer and former camper Jim Lebrecht. Um, Mm -hmm. It says this joyous and exuberant documentary arrives what are you doing? Greasy <laughs> drinking there? water. <laughs> I was like, why is there Sorry, water sloshing? <laughs> she was Thursday. She's at the door. I'm, I was like, did you, did you go wash dishes? <laughs> yes, I'm washing dishes and then podcasting all at the same time, guys. We're boring her, y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it says this... Uh, Documentary arrives the same year as the 30th anniversary for the Americans with Disabilities Act at a time when the country's largest minority group still battles daily for the freedom to exist. So I watched it. It was a little long, but um, it's shot from the the same guy, Jim LeBrecht, like when he was 12 and went to camp. And he was saying he was really fortunate to um, be in a position where he didn't have to be institutionalized. Oh, wow. And they kind of talk about how at some point like during this maybe a little bit before kids with disabilities like cerebral palsy and things were like just hospitalized and kind of left there forever Mm -hmm. um and the hospitals were overrun with these children and the staff to like child ratio was really high and so you know if you can imagine a person with special needs who needs help eating Mm-hmm. You know, these kids, some of these kids need help eating, but the staff only has like three minutes to feed a kid. So these kids are also malnourished and just not getting enough of anything. Um, and so as they talk about Camp Jeanette, it's essentially this summer camp where they can go and be normal um, oh. or be more be treated as normal people. You know, like everyone there has some kind of disability. Not everyone's in wheelchairs, but 
you know, they're essentially handicapped or the outcast, the social outcast. And mm -hmm. they're in this camp, you know, having a good time, <laughs> a good time. And as they turn into adults, they begin to fight for access in spaces where access was previously denied. There's a lot of talk about 504 plans, and they were doing, like, sit-ins and camp-ins in these uh, buildings. So it's really, really interesting. Um, and as probably a lot of you know, today, disability access is still a huge thing where people are still just fighting for access to normal things. Um and it can often be, you know, overlooked. So very eye-opening um, just to kind of see the history of 504s and Americans with Disability Act. And the, it looks like the people affected had to get this revolution going, which I guess is usually the way it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Okay. So my recommendation is a Netflix show as well. Um, it's called Unbelievable. Um, and it's about, the premise is when a teen reports being raped, then recants her story, two female detectives follow evidence that could reveal the truth. And it's actually based on a true story of um, some serial rape cases that happened in Washington and Colorado between 2008 and 2011. Um, and the main character, Marie, is actually a real person. She was a teenager who was charged with lying about having been raped. And then... Turns out she was not lying. Um, so it's actually a really great um, show. Like it really shows kind of how how women are treated when they report rape cases and how, I don't know, as soon as they come in and report the rapes, they're, it's almost like they're, they're having to not defend themselves, but, but having to like defend their stance of like, hey, I actually was raped, this did happen. And honestly, like the police and the justice system, you guys, we, we just need to just do it over um, because there's just a lot of um, a lot of error that happens in the system and it is a broken system. Um, so it was very interesting. Um, it's on Netflix. It's, I think, eight episodes. Uh, and yeah, it was really good. So I recommend it. Good. Well, check those out, guys. These are little bit heavier recommendations but you know it's good to stay informed and aware of the way things are happening mm -hmm. i would also encourage you guys to take breaks from that if you need to i know regularly i'm like this is too much i can't take it um but yeah check out our recommendations anything else um no just follow us on instagram you know we're trying to put out some content and photos mm -hmm. and you know we're really mm -hmm. trying to engage mm -hmm. more so definitely follow us on instagram not just reality podcast um and yeah that's it that's all i got that sounds fine that sounds good i don't think we need to say anything else we'll be back next week with another episode covering oh i guess we didn't talk about what happens on the next episode i didn't really take notes on that but we'll be covering the next episode of married at first sight and it looks like we may be getting, well, I guess if we're at day 32, we probably have quite a few episodes of Married at First Sight left before we go into a new show. So we'll keep you guys posted with that. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.